if there's one thing guaranteed in life besides death and taxes, I would venture to say it's a good challenge. Challenges are all around us, big and small. Sometimes we rise up to the challenges and other times we're so mired in life and our head that we reach for the one thing that guarantees us either comfort or control. Enter food. Eating feelings has been a go-to for most of my adult life, only I never took the time to realize why. And the more women I talk with that share their struggles, I know I'm not all that different. The good news is there's hope to change what can become a destructive pattern, whether it's sweets, a glass of wine, a bowl of ice cream, or overindulging in healthy stuff like nuts and fruit. It helps to understand why we do it and what we can do about it that is in better service of our bodies. So today's podcast is dedicated to anyone that has found themselves eating their feelings and wants to change that cycle. Welcome to the official podcast of True Basis Health where we focus on living a life that connects health and mindset for optimal well-being. In each episode, Mika Hill, certified total well-being coach and perfect health educator, will cover bite-sized topics ranging from transformational well-being practices to maximizing mindset and how to live a rewarding life full of purpose. Here's your hostess, Mika Hill. I don't know how many of you can identify with being overwhelmed, disappointed, anxious, or frustrated and reaching for something yummy to numb the feelings. Sometimes there's just too much in life to deal with that the thought of not dealing with it all becomes an attractive solution. And at some point in time, almost everyone has done this. No shame. The problem becomes when it becomes our default to deal with tough times. That default can be considered similar to the software of the soul a concept taught by the Chopra Center and one that I talk about in the Clarity Club. Let me explain. A circumstance occurs and you interpret the circumstance, good, bad, or neutral. From the interpretation is a feeling. And based on the feeling, we take action. Depending on how the action makes us feel, we decide to repeat it or discard it and try something new the next time we encounter a troubling circumstance. If we decide to repeat it, it becomes a cycle, though, if you will, our operating software, the way we do things. Let's say you have an issue with a work project or a misunderstanding with a loved one. The next thing you know, feelings come up about the situation. You may be uncomfortable, anxious, overwhelmed, helpless, feel disrespected, annoyed. And I know I'm going into the negative um, emotions, but this can also be the same for positive emotions as well. But to get back to the point where you don't experience discomfort in a negative situation, you reach for something that makes it better. Do this once, you feel better. So the next time a similar situation presents itself, your software says, hey, 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 we know what to do. Last time, that slice of birthday cake, fries, not my food, you fill in the blank, whatever you did to make you feel better. Let's do that again. Pretty soon, you find yourself doing that. Again, and again, and again. And Deepak Chopra 
World-renowned thought leader and physician calls it the software of the soul. Karma, which in Sanskrit is action. So action, memory, and desire. And before you know it, we have this conditioned response and find ourselves doing the same thing over and over again. And over time, we program our software until pretty soon our default is the action that doesn't necessarily serve our body. And we don't even stop to think about what we're feeling. We just default to the feel good, whatever it is. Hello, Starbucks on the morning commute. The other day, how deeply ingrained this software is for me became crystal clear. You see, I'm in a coaching group. Everyone needs coaching, even coaches. And if you want coaching, I'll offer a shameless plug here. Visit truebasishealth.com and check out the Clarity Club where we provide monthly group coaching. Hint, hint. There are also personal coaching packages. But anyway, in this particular coaches coaching group, we have this process called Coach the Coach, where each coach takes a turn coaching each other. And the coach I work with followed her intuition about me being in my head. Oh, I need to find out where she got that from. Anyway, type A's out there like me who like to analyze anything, I got your back. Anyway, so this is where this becomes important. So we're talking about how we approach challenges. And I'm talking about how I optimize this, that, and the other. And the coach says, can I try something? And I'm like, sure. I'm always open to learning something new. Next thing you know, she has me closing my eyes and visualizing a mountain of jello. I'm like, what? Jello? Evidently, my creativity was lacking. Where is she going with this, I thought. She was obviously unfazed by my response and just said, just bear with me, Mika. What color? I'm like, fine, red. Good, she says. Failing to see the value of her questions or where she was going with this line of questioning, I have to admit, I became a little frustrated and I let my guard down. I mean, she's talking about mountains of jello, right? And she continues and says, now, when you have this mountain of jello, read challenge in front of you, how do you deal with it? Without a thought, without flinching, it bursts out of my mouth. As if you were to ask me what color shirt I had on, plain as day, I say, you eat the mountain and you get on with the next challenge. Whoops. Man, it was out there and I could not take it back. I hadn't been able to process it before I blurted it out. Have you all ever said something so quickly your mind couldn't filter it first? So in this case, I was kind of glad it happened. But I mean, that's what I've been doing all these years, eating difficult things and moving on. Holy smoke. I mean, cue the light bulbs. I'm stepping out of my analytical mind, trying to solve a challenge with flipping jello. And next thing you know, I'm talking about eating the challenge. And here's the thing. I always knew I ate to deal with things I didn't want to deal with. The thing is, it had never quite clicked like that before. I mean, who knew Jello could be so powerful, profound? Why do I tell you this story? Because you can only fix things in your life properly if you can understand why you default in a specific way. And so before we talk about reprogramming to actions that are in better service of your body, we need to get some clarity around the 
feelings, and thoughts behind our conditioned responses. And understanding your eating to deal with feelings is a significant first step. But unless you unpack those feelings and find out what's behind them on a deeper level, the habit of soothing those feelings is going to persist. You know what they say, what you resist will persist. So changing old habits that no longer serve you is one way we grow our well-being muscle. It's a way to help us show up as a better version of ourselves. And the beauty is each of us has the tools to do that once we gain clarity around what we want, what we're doing, and why we do it. Then we just need to decide what we want to do differently. And we decide on the future version of ourself that we want to become. We identify with that new identity. And in doing so, we can start advancing towards the new patterns we want to create that are in better service of our health. So just as the software can be updated on your iPhone or computer, we can update how we respond to challenging situations. And just with an update, though, if you don't know there's something better out there, it's tough to do that. No notice comes and says, you've got an update available. You need to change the way you're doing things. You need to stop eating your challenges. And that's why in the Clarity Club, one of the things we learn is to cultivate clarity so it becomes possible to identify when we need to update our thinking. We learn to identify triggers. And with this state of clarity, we can reframe how the trigger is interpreted and then select a more beneficial thought-out solution. Still arriving at the comfort at the end that we desire, but without all the emotional eating and damaging self-talk that often accompanies it. So I want to ask you to try this the next time you're triggered. The next time someone says something to you that gets you all fired up, or the next time you're overwhelmed by your to-do list, the next time no one's paying attention to you when you're trying to explain something. Whatever it is that triggers you, pick anything that makes you want to throw your hands in the air and say, to hell with it, pass me that donut. Okay, just this one time, tell yourself, I'm going to sit with the discomfort for just 90 seconds. In the end, if I still want the donut, darn it, I'm going to have it. But for 90 seconds, I'm going to see what this feeling of discomfort is really about. And you may be saying, uh, why 90 seconds? Well, Jill Bolte-Taylor, a Harvard brain scientist, explains that when a person has a reaction to something in their environment, there's a 90-second chemical process that happens in the body. And after that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in the emotional loop. So if you want to read more about it, check out her book, Reset Your Mind. But in the book, she explains that if we can observe physiological sensation in the body without reacting, that emotion dissipates within 90 seconds. Now, it may come back again, but we sit with it for another 90 seconds until it becomes less triggered. So in those 90 seconds, just understand what is behind your feelings of frustration. Is it fear, anger, disgust, sadness? Or is it at the other end of the spectrum and you feel happy or surprised? Just sit with it. Go deeper. If you feel bad, are you feeling overwhelmed, unseen, inadequate, or whatever it might be? Try to, to identify why the circumstance is making you feel bad. And once you've identified the issue, congratulate yourself on sitting with the discomfort. Take a breath. If you continue to feel the discomfort after 90 seconds, 
Shame on you. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You're likely choosing to stay hooked on the thought because your body's already processed and released the hormones associated with the event. And with clarity, choose how you might reward yourself with a nourishing choice instead of punishing yourself by eating food you don't really want or need. Could it be that I'm going to treat myself to a little walk outside or maybe you'll give yourself permission to remove some of the things from your to-do list and take a baby break. Perhaps you decide to quit trying to prove yourself or explain yourself because you realize you don't know anybody an explanation but yourself. Whatever it is that feels right for you in the moment, do it. Then congratulate yourself again for listening to yourself and honoring your needs and decide if this is a better scenario for you the next time a similar situation comes up. You might even try on a few different responses. You know, the first few times you're triggered until you land on something that feels better than gobbling up that Snickers bar. Progress, not perfection, right? It took years to ingrain the habits of dealing with less than ideal situations, and it will take time to update your software. Just chalk it up to slow internet connection. But eventually, the update installs and you're free to work until you need the next update. I'd love to hear feedback on what you learned about yourself from this exercise. What triggers you and what did you try that helped you free yourself of the thoughts and what was in the best service of your body? So feel free to comment on the post on Instagram at True Basis Health or share with me directly. Remember, our minds control so much of what we do, often on default, and our bodies take it like a champ. Decide next time. If you'll put your body first and train your mind for a different, more productive outcome. And I'll leave you with this quote from Deepak Chopra. Every time you are tempted to react the same old way, ask yourself, do you want to be a prisoner of your past or a pioneer of your future? So until next time, I hope you cultivate clarity. This is Mika Hill signing off. for listening to True Basis Health. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. And as you move through your day today, remember, a clear mind is a powerful mind. So cultivate clarity with awareness. You've got this. Want to improve your well-being in 2023 and cultivate more clarity? Head over to TrueBasisHealth.com and check out the Clarity Club. This exclusive membership provides the lessons and support needed so each day you can work effortlessly towards building your well-being muscle.